Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Born in Trouble. In and out the frame, out your flame, or make it brighter, douse and sing. About the same as these others, just counting change. Hey, hey, hey. What's going on? What's good? Welcome to Born in Trouble, the Tuesday Talks. Today, joining us on this Tuesday Talk, we have my. We will have my uh, friend here from New Jersey, Mr. Robert Brooks. What up, what up? Holla, holla. And returning to the podium from New Jersey, former nurse, Winston Meikle. Still a nurse, baby. Still a nurse. Always a nurse. Forever a nurse, baby. Just an entrepreneurial nurse. Ha, ha, ha. And we're going to dig deeper into that. We're going to dig very much deeper into that. So today's conversation we're going to have, we're going to talk about Omicron. I was saying Omicron, Omicron, but we're going to talk about Omicron and the COVID virus, the treatments, what's going on with it. This is a, kind of like a part three now. This is the third time you've been on the show, Winston? Third time now? Third, maybe third or fourth, John. Third or fourth, yeah. So, yeah, so... We're gonna we're gonna get deep into this right now to this conversation because I know a lot of people are not interested in having these conversations when we're talking about not just the virus but we're talking about the other side of the virus position, um, meaning the side that you don't see on CNN and MSNBC and all of your local stations that tell you that COVID bad, shot good, take it. And um, don't do anything else other than comply with what's going on. Now, I have to say that this is a disclaimer before we even start the show. I'm not telling anyone to take or not to take the vaccine. What we are going to discuss today is science information that's out there that's not so readily available maybe to some people. And we're going to get into the other side. So if you're interested in what's going on out there with this pandemic that's going on, we're here to talk about it with you today. Uh, let, let me start here because I'm in one of those regions where there's a mandate coming soon. Okay. And, you know, be straight up front. I got it. Done. I had to do it. Like I, the, the, the different area, you know, I work multiple uh, jurisdictions. And a couple of them already sort of had the mandate in place. Like I couldn't even audition for stuff uh, for side work because I couldn't show up to the auditions because I wasn't vaccinated. So I, I wound up having to go through that for that process. But, um, you know, there's a good chance my office is going to mandate it. And then they're going to mandate probably boosters. 
my daughter's college is already mandating boosters for next semester. And my question is that to start with, uh, Winston, is obviously all the messaging about this shot is it's good for you, it's good for you, it's good for you. You hear in some corners that there are some reactions to the shot that probably aren't anything that anybody wants to brag about. What right now, what are we learning about the shot in terms of not just its efficacy? I don't care about its efficacy. I want to know what else it's doing to people. Okay. Wow. That's big. Oh, man. We're not wasting any time. Huh? We're not wasting any time. (laughs) Okay. Listen here. Now, back back when we spoke in February, January, I believe it was, I, I said that this fall, there was going to be a lot of people dying, and the next wave would be that of the vaccinated. Remember that, guys? Yeah. Yeah. I said that quite clearly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I should be cheering that, but go ahead. The next wave, uh, how would I, how, so here we are now, and it's not Omicron that's killing people. You know, it's the first and Delta forms, you know what I mean? It's still killing people. But what you're finding is that the people are dying now are the vaccinated people. So, okay. In the population of admitted people with COVID, more than half of them have been vaccinated or fully vaccinated people. Okay. Israel, Israel, the state of Israel, they have reports of over 60% of their COVID victims are fully vaccinated. 60%. the country of Gibraltar is triple vaccinated and surging. Israel is already talking about a fourth shot, right? Right. One hospital in Israel, a doctor referred to the conditions there that 85% of their COVID patients were fully vaccinated and 95% of their severe cases were fully vaccinated. Wow. There's one other study. There was a county in Massachusetts where they used the, that county as a study because there was a, they had a high percentage of their population vaccinated. And they looked at that population and they saw that there was no change in the rate of infection, even though the population was fully vaccinated. So they said, okay, when they looked at the vaccination rate, and the, the rate of infection, they said, okay, there's no efficacy from the vaccination based on the rate of vaccination and the rate of cases that are occurring. Mm-hmm. And then they said, okay, we're going to break it down even further into looking at those who are double shot, fully vaccinated. And they looked at it and they said, when you look at that data alone, there was a negative efficacy demonstrated. Negative. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. How do those what do those numbers okay. look like? Okay. Now when you say negative efficacy, you mean causative probability. Okay. All right. Okay. Remember what I tell you guys. Antibody dependent enhancement. Pathogenic priming. All right? Remember I told y'all about that, right? Yes. 
what do you think that these breakthrough cases are and these people who are fully vaccinated and still getting sick are? What do you think that is? Pathogenic priming? <laughs> okay, I mean, I mean, didn't I tell you that this fall we were going to have this? Let me explain. Okay, now, now, look, look, look. The country, Gibraltar, triple vaccinated and surging. Where is the where is the efficacy of the shot there? And who they're gonna blame it on? Unvaccinated? Oh, oh, the, oh, oh, oh! It was a double vaccinated? Oh, oh, it, who, 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 who they're gonna blame it on? <laughs> like, mm, you know, yeah. <laughs> you're triple vaccinated, almost the whole population, and you're still having a surge. Explain the benefit. It's like boosters are the ex- a perfect example of the definition of insanity. Mm. Doing something, do the same thing, expecting same a thing, different result. Different result. Yeah, yeah, exactly what I was thinking. So let me ask you a question. I had, I just got off um, before I was preparing for this. One of the ways I prepared because I, I kind of my where I sit with this is that I don't believe that there's enough information out there to give a um, to give an, an opinion one way hold, or the other. Oh, what do you mean? Hold on, information. How about the world-renowned cardiology journal called Circulation. Okay. What do they have to say? What do they have to say? (laughs) What I was... Remember what I told you? I said, okay, remember I said that what I was working, we were seeing blood clotting problems with the patients, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Then I I said that the, the shot was also causing blood clotting issues as we were seeing in early on. Right. Remember, I said that, mm-hmm. and I said that if you, if you um, if you experience some kind of a clotting-related condition after the shot, it has to be considered to be attributed to by the shot. You know what I mean? The shot has to have some causative or relationship because of the known clotting condition. Remember, I told y'all that. Remember that. I don't remember that specifically, I'm not going to lie, but it's all on tape. So if you said it, yeah. it's on tape, you know? <laughs> I said that. It's out there. All right. I said that every, when you get the shot, let me see, where is my man? Let me find my man real quick. Because I sent it to my man here, and his mama, his vision. Okay, all right. And here we go. Okay. I mean, I said, at first I heard, I heard this information from Lou Rockwell. He's some blogger. But he was referring to a world-renowned journal of the leading journal in cardiology, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he referred to the ASPRAC 10712 mRNA COVID vaccines dramatically increase endothelial. What does this say? Uh, uh, endothelial inflammatory markers and ACS risks as measured by the PULS cardiac test. A warning. A warning. Okay? This is from circulation. So for the layperson, what does that mean? That means okay. if you take the uh, shot, uh, you're more likely to your, your cardiac uh, ACS risk, acute coronary syndrome risk, acute coronary syndrome. Let me Let me read you really quickly. The summation of that, the last few sentences of the of that uh, abstract. Okay, <laughs> <What's> oh. <it? laughs> come on, let me come on, open up. Let me get you here. Open. 
I'm definitely anxious to hear what it says. You know, one of the things that I was just arguing, well, I was just discussing, I wasn't really arguing, but one of the things I was discussing was that he, this person actually believes that um, the vaccine has actually curbed death rates. Oh, Lord. Is there actually okay. the truth so, to so, that? So check it out. So, so why is it that in Africa, where there is the lowest rate of vaccination, there's the lowest rate of infection and death rates? with COVID, regards to COVID cases that we're not talking about. You know, only places in Africa where there mm. is COVID of any significant degree is where there was vaccination testing or vaccination programs where they were able to vaccinate populations. Like South Africa? South Africa. Like South Africa, right. Mm-hmm. And the rest of Africa, it barely exists. We In Africa, it's 1% of the rest of the world's concentration. Uh, my, my question always to people is, how is it that we are like 5% of the world population and a quarter of the COVID deaths? Yeah. Like, what are we doing differently than everybody else? You're talking it's about, causing us to you, die at a much higher, much higher rate. In, in America? Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, fluoride in your water, chlorine in your water, chemicals you can't pronounce in your food, the air is contaminated. You, you look, man, you, you, you think all that's mistaken, uh, incidental, uh, you know, coincidental that those conditions exist to diminish life? Uh, no. Without well, a doubt. None of this is con- coincidental. Not even this event called the pandemic. This is a planned and well-orchestrated event. All right. It was written and and, and practiced. Well, that's one of the things that that's one of the things I put forward in my conversation is that I don't eat what you eat. I don't drink what you drink. I've got one bad habit, but the rest of it is like I'm pretty much pure. I like to think that it's like I'm not eating. I'm not eating McDonald's. I'm not really eating fast food at, at all. I like to source my food. I like to source what comes across my table for the most part. And most people either don't have the uh, wherewithal, the discipline to really like get into the dietary factors that discipline play a very is large really the role. Deal. The but it's because is really they get bombarded about. with programming of, of the imagery and the music that's attached to the. We got um, hottie sauce. Mm. They hottie have, sauce. Hottie sauce. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Megan the Stallion shit? Yeah. I barely even know who the hell that chick is, and they got a hottie sauce for by making the stallion for one uh, national national campaign. Yeah, <laughs> like a chick for known for taking off. I don't know, whatever, man, whatever. Yeah, know. no, well, you know I what? It's that's not buying it. that's buying and consuming. It's not that is not a that is not a whatever, man. Because the truth of the matter is, one of the reasons why we're in this and why we've been moving so quickly is to make sure that. The corporation, the corporate machine that is the United States of America keeps moving and that those food products that they serve us keep moving into our systems and into our bodies and into the and into the their bank accounts eventually and back into um, the corporate movements, whatever it is. So it's like you can't really like you can't really like take something like that and think that it's really a small thing. Because they want you it's, to. It's not a small thing. That's why I refer to it. But it's it, it, 
it, it goes so unnoticed by the masses that they just consume and just consume. And they consume. want those. They want those okay, things. So the, the point I was making is that you know you can't really blame the masses because they get slammed with these these uh, images, ideas, images, ideas, thoughts, concepts, subliminal concepts in in the way that the the, the commercials and advertisements are, are produced. That you know. The, the, those depraved ideas are normalized. You know what I mean? Right. They're becoming okay, acceptable. You know what I mean? You know, you know things that are, you know de- detrimental to your wellness is is uh, is popular. So I'll do it. You know, I'm not always big on on government control of things and you know those issues because ultimately by the time it reaches me, it's still I wake up in the morning. I got to do the things that I have to do myself, but to say that it doesn't have a it doesn't have play a role in everything that we do that would be wrong and that would be um it would be stupid of me to actually not pay attention to it but another thing is that the government are the ones that are pushing this and if we really we're really talking about the government the government are the politicians that are elected and the politicians that are elected are elected usually using corporate money so when a corporation says it's time to get back to work it's time to get back into doing normal things. Those politicians are going to listen and they're going to pay attention. So whenever someone comes up to me and they say, well, you don't trust what the government has to say, it's like, well, it's just I have a, I feel like I have a different understanding of what the government is and what the government's role is towards like our lives and our position if these things were more cut and dry, if the government really was looking out for us, we would have free insulin. We would have uh, diabetes would treatment, dialysis treatment would be free. Um, you know, no, how, cancer how, how treatments would be, be free. Education that would be focusing on actual things that would prevent some of that shit. That's a that, how right. About, how about a focus on teaching people how to grow food, people teaching people how to cultivate and um, get better nutrients out of the food that they eat, and you know what I mean? You know, better right. ways of uh, consuming nutrition and, and 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 getting more out of what you put into the, your body. And you know, how about a focus on that starting out? You know, because with that, you would diminish the need for the insulin and the dialysis and all of that. That's you know exactly I mean? the point. That's exactly <laughs> the point. And when you talk about the FDA and the FDA's focus. And um, saying that these letter organizations are really looking out for your best interest, you you really have to take pause whenever you make a statement like that. We actually know better based upon just what we were just talking about. This is it. His position is very simple. Um, He relies on representations made about the vaccine and feels everyone should get it. And he's more trusting of science and government. And he doesn't have cynical views of um, different things and situations. And he feels that this is like the whatever the government says, it should go. And with that in mind, the question that he asked was, what are the option to stop the spread of the virus or the outcome of the vaccine would you have rather than telling people to stop taking the vaccine? And the reason why that's relevant with you is that you were just until recently, you were working in a hospital as a COVID nurse. So you had some very up and close, up close and personal experiences with this virus. The worst experiences with this virus, some people could say. So with that in mind and knowing what you know and being such a good predictor of what's going to happen with this, 
do you have any suggestions as to what people could do to actually kind of mitigate what they're doing as opposed to just going out and taking a shot? Well, I mean, I've, I've said from the beginning, man, you know, nutrition is the basis of all wellness. You know what I mean? How do you feel you about know, quarantining? You know, how do you feel about, like, staying away from crowds? Do you think that that's helpful? I mean, if you don't want to get it, sure. You know what I mean? It's like, you can't, you can't get it unless you're exposed to somebody who has it, right? Right. You know what I mean? And you never know who has it when you're in any public arena, right? Any public area. That's the thing. You don't know who has it and to what degree are they sick and what degree are they shedding the virus, you know? You know what I mean? It's, it's a very uh, 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 complicated and, you know, fine... There's not, there's not really, a, there's not really a good answer to it as of right now. The, the but yeah, with regards to exposure and you know ability to contract and all that, it, it, it's a little too complicated for me to be even trying to even consider that. I, you know what I mean? I was a very um, experimental nurse in my practice when I was there because I, I, I had experiences where I felt I had exposures. I mean, real exposures. You know what I mean? Exposures to, I mean, I knew I was in close contact with patients who were sick with COVID all the time, but there was times where you, you forget to pull your mask all the way up when you enter the room or when you're talking to a person where somebody coughs on your, your shield, you know what I mean? Or, you know, it coughs on your head and then the sweat rolls into your face, into your eyes. And those are, you know, those are exposures, you know what I mean? And right. I've not gotten sick. I have not gotten COVID, not gotten COVID antibodies, don't have it, never had nothing. Mm. So I've been as close to it as possibly and, and been exposed mm-hmm. to it for sure. So how do you on one occasion? And I mean, and, and I'm notorious. People know me. I'm the one that wears his mask like this mm-hmm. around the, in the emergency room because I can't stand <laughs> that shit. You know what I mean? I'm the one that never had a fully on. Oh, put your mask up. Put your mask up. I'm that dude, and I've done that. You know, from the beginning. Right. And I've never gotten it. I've not gotten anything. So when people tell me that they've gotten sick and they don't know how they got it, who they got it from, is really odd for me. It really is hard for me to understand. So I have a really weird perspective on this disease and its contagious and its contractibility. I, 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 let me ask you, because, I mean, you know, I, I, young lady I'm dating, she was on the clinical side. She's now on the admin side, but she was working in, a, in an emergency room and she eventually caught it. Uh, she was down for a couple of weeks with it. But you would think that with all the arguments and all the guidance, like hospitals should have been wiped out. Yeah. But the thing isn't isn't nearly as grossly contagious as it's made out to be it's because absolutely. nurses did, did this thing for a year without yeah. any without any you know without a shot and survived it for the most part. I'm good, I'm including look. yourself. Like, <laughs> so I mean, you know, masking to some degree does help. Yes, ah, masking to some to some degree does help for for sneezing and coughing in people's faces it'll limit the, the, the spread to a large degree you know mm-hmm. what i mean um if you cough and sneeze into the mask but you, there is penetration is still escape it's still it's still in the air it probably won't reach as far in, in the initial in the initial blast mm-hmm. right. of the sneeze right. and the cough right. but it's still penetrating the mask it's still a little cloud in the air that's you know what i mean right. yeah the masks really don't stop viruses you're still going to walk through it. It really just mm-hmm. doesn't do it. It just really doesn't. 
So, <laughs> yeah, you know I, I mean? I've always I've always wondered about the tests because mm-hmm. you know the tests they come in and they swab your nose whatever, and then you know they they replicate that and then they determine whether you have it or not. But that really isn't like if you're following science, that's not really a determinant of whether you have it. That just means some. That just means a couple cells got caught up in your nostrils. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that it is. That you're sick big, with it. it that yeah. you can, you know, you got it. You know, that you're carrying. And it doesn't mean anything really. The the inventor of the PCR test mm-hmm. what is it? And Kurt, damn, I can't forget his name. But um, he said that he you should I mean it, this device should not be used for diagnostic purposes. <laughs> he, okay. he said that. Okay. You know what I mean? But we you know it's been used that from the very beginning because it's convenient because the number of cycles that you run it to can make anything positive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he said that there's no uh, group of genes that are in the the, the 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 body that you can't replicate up to look like something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> you know I mean? all right. So like getting back to my question though. About what can you? Kevin what would Mullen. you suggest? Kevin what would Mullen. you suggest as to? What was that? Kerry <laughs> Mullis, the inventor of the PCR test, okay. Nobel Prize-winning inventor. Okay, so let me to to get back to that. You stated that you were around this. You were around this virus for that was your job, basically mm-hmm. to be in this in that atmosphere when you left your home, and it definitely you know the manager of a COVID unit. What was that? A direct care patient provider, that direct care patient care provider, and the manager of entire units of COVID care providers. So, just so you people understand who we're talking to, you had exposure to it, and we've been through that, and now you're no longer in that position. But as far as treatment is concerned, you're someone who was who went through this and was like in this environment every day, and you didn't come up sick. Right. Do you think that it would be and being that you're a medical professional, you know, do you think it would be wise for someone to perhaps study you to find out why that is? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't think it's that, you know, difficult to understand. I don't think it's that much of a puzzle. Really? So what's the answer to it? I had my COVID shield is what I called it. And this is what I told I told everybody I knew to do, which has now been demonstrated to be factual because it just makes sense. Um, um, vitamin D3, zinc, and vitamin C. Those are the COVID shield, but I take a lot of other supplements, ashwagandha, astragalus, tribulus, you know, blah, 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 blah. I got a bunch of stuff on my right. account. I mean, I, I, I use a lot of herbs and stuff to get maximum so you, nutrition out of, you know what I mean? So your immune so, system, you feel like your immune system is going to carry you through. Probiotics. I take this substance called Green Vibrance and I take a FOS prebiotic and, um, with my vitamins. And, you know, you, they say 70% of your immunity comes from your gut health, right? So when I take my prebiotics, my probiotics, my, my vitamin D3, my zinc, and my seeing her go to work, I feel I got a shield on. You know what I mean? I feel, you know what I mean? I, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. I've read in numerous places where if you get your vitamin D level up to a certain amount, like nobody's died. With a, yes. And they go with it, with a, with a D that. level up above a certain that before. number. Nine out yeah. of 10 COVID deaths was deficient of D. And that in Sweden or Switzerland, 
they give their people these supplements because they've determined that there is no flu season. There's only low D3 season. Mm. The sun is down on the horizon and there's, you know, so it's like when those kind of studies you get, it's like, shit, man. That's pretty empirical, you know what I mean? That the majority of the, the illnesses occur during the season when there's low sunlight and when they gave their, their citizens D3 supplements, they saw a, a reduction in, in flu deaths. Hmm. You know what I mean? So, so that, that, that kind of information makes you want to follow that. So I've been doing that. So we're talking about, we're talking about a pandemic and the scary part is always that it's not that the Omicron is supposedly less dangerous or is showing itself to be less dangerous for deaths than the the Delta variant was. The fear in the line that's always put out there is that it's not this variant, it's the next one or the one that can come after that or the one that can come after that. So this is the reason why you should be prepared and you should go out and you should get yourself shot. Um, I don't mean like shot, like, you know, go and sleep with your neighbor's like wife and everything. I mean, go and get a shot, you know, (laughs) whatever it is, but go out and get a shot per se. So with that in mind and, um, where we are today, do you feel that, um, it's really we're talking one person out of a hundred people coming out of a room, and I know it's like that sounds cold when you think about it and you put it in terms of like millions and millions of people. But we've seen the people that have passed away during this pandemic. A lot of them have had different problems. They've had different medical issues, pre-existing issues, and COVID has gone in there and it's basically gotten it's gotten in there and it's made those situations and those conditions worse. But for healthy people who want to move forward in this and they don't want to um, quarantine, they don't want to stop doing what they're doing, how do you feel How do you feel the risks are? Do you feel like there's a really strong risk about variants mutating and moving forward, moving forward? Um, okay. Traditionally looking at other outbreaks that we've had, right? Yeah. SARS-1 bird flu, MERS, that was a Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome, and others, they came and went in a matter of two years because these chimeric illnesses, <laughs> because they were created, uh, they don't last long in, in, in nature. It, it, into the, in each mutation, every time you have a, a, bacteria, a viral a viral condition, you're going to have mutations. It's an expectation. There's always going to be, from the beginning, there's going to be mutations. You're not going to be able to identify specific traits of a specific mutation until you have numbers, but there's always mutations. So it's an expectation. So the fact that they're using mutations as a reason to continue fear is not, it's pretty understandable. You know what I mean? So uh, traditionally, the mutations are always milder and less virulent until they disappear. Mm. You know, mutations, when they come about, they're, they're, they're less severe, they're less contagious, and less problematic until they disappear. That's traditionally, that's how it's always been with all the other 
and and what and what you're saying actually lines up with what's going on right now with COVID, with the initial, um, with the initial Delta virus being the one that's still the one that's causing most of the deaths within the, this country. The Delta virus is not the initial. That's the that's the mutation from okay. the vaccinated population that they're not telling you about. Because if you look at where the Delta variant was prominent and surging. It was in the highly vaccinated population. Hold on a second, Winston. I want you to repeat that where you started out. You said it wasn't the first. What? Where is that variant the coming Delta from? Delta variation is a, is a, is a variant. The Delta variant was a variant. That's not the original COVID nineteen strain that we saw in the initial outbreak. And you said that it Remember? was. That it it's and bouncing then, off this, of the and that's and this is and if you look at where you saw the outbreaks in populations of Delta variants, you'll see that it coincides with populations of highly vaccinated people, and the same with Omicron. It's not coming out of unvaccinated people as they're proclaiming. Look at where where you're finding these populations of Delta variants. You're not finding it where there's no there's no vaccinated people. <laughs> so that's in, Go ahead, Rob. I, I, it just it feels like this is one of the, this is a situation where we have a fire and people are running to put out the fire and they're putting gasoline on it rather than choking off the oxygen. Mm. Like that's what it sounds like. With, 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 with the shot. With the shot, yes. Well, yeah, absolutely, without a doubt. Gert Vanden, remember, remember that German scientist who was the head of Novartis? He was worked for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation in a vaccine, a very high prominent pro vaccine promoter. He was Gert Vanden something. Mm-hmm. Okay. He, came out, he put out a Twitter message to all the world and a, a warning about. Uh, vaccinations, uh, preventive vaccination going on during an active pandemic and what would happen. And what did it say? Do y'all remember that? No, what did it say? Yo, he said this is what's going to (laughs) happen. That it's going to, that Delta? He laid this out. (laughs) He said, well, this this, this is what we're seeing. He said there's going to be escape versions, the ones that are more resistant to the vaccine because the, the genetic makeup is going to be slightly different from what the because the vaccine is, is genetic, uh, 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 how you say it, a synthetically created genetic messenger RNA signal, right? Mm-hmm. So it's signal, it, it's, it's like a, computer, a, a digital copy, a digital copy. It's fixed and it's fixed to look for specific protein you know, okay. um, spike protein. Spike protein. Yeah, you know what I mean? To, to, uh, no, it, it's, it's, it's a specific spike protein, which is supposed to create the antibodies that's going to be uh, similar to the spike protein that they expect to find in the infectious agent that they get exposed to, mm-hmm. right? So you, the vaccine makes your body create spike proteins. And then your body creates antibodies in response to the spike proteins that are created by your body. So what so you're saying, it, you're saying is that it creates an environment that that actually like helps these viruses to gestate and come to life, no, in a new form. No, no, the messenger RNA shot is it hijacks the communication system within your cells and it tells your cells 
what kind of proteins to produce, right? So it tells your cells to produce proteins that look like the coronavirus spike proteins. So now your body is producing coronavirus spike proteins in different cells in different areas, right? Mm. Then your body's immune response recognizes these spike proteins that are in the body and say, hey, there's spike proteins here. We don't know this yet. Let's make antibodies for it. We got to make antibodies for this kind of spike protein, this specific spike protein. So it makes antibodies for it. So now when it sees that specific kind of spike protein come from outside, now it says, I'm going to attack that spike protein, right? Well, now what happens is the copy that it was designed to match with has changed. Now, it's now the original copy is now got the, the protein signal is a little bit off. That's what you call a variant. So now this vaccine is looking for the original copy, but this variant is coming through here like, yo, <laughs> right. nobody, nobody stopping me because they're not looking for me. <laughs> they're looking right. for the original. And I'm the little, I'm the, I'm the guy with the hat tilted this way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're looking for a brother with a hood. I got on a chest. <laughs> exactly. exactly. They're looking for him. And I'm just passing through because, you know, I'm still a killer, but I just dress a little different. You know? <laughs> and they're looking for somebody else, and that's all they're looking for. Wow, that's interesting. That's an interesting you know I mean? way of putting it. You know what I mean? So that's why the vaccine is like a bad way to go because it's like there's always going to be somebody that looks a little different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? You funny today. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how you can make COVID funny, but you know, no, you fold it off. I put it into the analogies that make sense to anybody, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like look, let's look, let's look, look, use basic logical reasoning and look at what they look at what's happening, not what they're saying. You know what I mean? Because right. if you're telling me that it's working. Why is Gibraltar triple vaccinated insurgent? Why is um, Qatar? Why is Israel? Why are they having? Why are they already talking about fourth? Why are they talking about we might have to do this over and over and over and over? If it's working, why? So, why where's no change? Where's there's no change in the infection rate? Why is there no change in the death rate? You know what I mean? Why? So listen, can you explain this for me? Um, in one area, there I I was watching uh, something earlier today. They said. Um, one shot with this new variant is 30% effective against it if you've had the one shot. Blah, and blah, two blah, shots, blah, 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 75%. Blah, 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 blah. You're better off with your own natural immunity. Forget none of them shots. There's nothing beneficial coming from any of them, period. It's not for your benefit. It's, there's nothing. You know, anybody that believes that the shot is a benefit to them is someone that's completely brainwashed or uh, operating from a sublime level of knowledge deficit. Mm. So now, <laughs> the, the, the vaccine is being pushed upon people. Like I said, my, everybody and good, children. There, there's a good chance my office is going to have a mandate soon. Yes. Um, Hold out. The people that believe, you know, this is one of those occasions, and there are many, there are more than a few of them in history, but this is one of those moments where people who believe in their own immunity and the power of their body to heal are being chastised vilified. and run out the building. Vilified. Look what they did to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Well, he was a dumbass. 
He was, he was a dumbass for what? He was a dumbass. He was a dumbass for lying. That's the He tried to do politics and he tried to skirt around it. He should have just said, hey, this is what I believe. This is what I'm yeah, doing. Yeah, he should have he been straight up. Yeah. You know, like, be a man, Aaron Rodgers. Be a man. You're a big man and a dude standing. That's right. Be a man. That's why all them women keep leaving your ass. Yeah. That's right. You don't have to stand up and. Yeah. So, but I, but we, I think we all agree that like his his choice is his choice. But yeah. how he went I, about, I, I like his choice. Uh, yeah, but yeah. how he went about doing it, that was like yeah, some dumbass shit. How he went shit. about doing it was a little bit soft. Yeah, it was, it was very soft. soft, very soft, mm-hmm. very soft. But I always say, like, you know, at least I will be honest about. I'm, I'm honest about my situation. I'm not going to be around you I, I, and all that other stuff. This thing from the beginning, and from the beginning, because the science says so. And when they say, you know, oh, you need to just trust the science to go along with it. That's the biggest fallacy there is because science is questioning. Science is always evolving. And science is the questioning of what we think we know. So there is no settled science. There's no accepting science. That is the science never stops. So there is questioning. And when you look at the evidence, the empirical data that's not adulterated, you know, utter failure. Has someone created uh, a, a place, uh, a, a site where people can go and get the other side of the argument where they're, where the they're, where they're downloading com. and dropping? Where? Thehighwire.com. Thehighwire.com? Yeah, Del Bigtree. Del Bigtree, he was um, the producer for the TV show The Doctors for a little while. And he left and he was the producer of the first movie, Vaxxed. The one that... Um, <sighs> We had that controversy with Robert De Niro and the Tribeca Film Festival. Mm-hmm, you remember yeah. that? Um, that they didn't want they didn't, didn't want to let him view it there or show it there. They didn't want to let him show it. Yeah, and, See, was, and Robert De Niro was supporting it because his son is autistic, and his wife, you know, is a black woman who, um, she said, "Yeah, man, I, I believe that this vaccine did this to our son." And and with the evidence that they were handing the movie the backs, which showed uh, Dr. William Thompson, who was a lead researcher for the um, CDC, who um, found that uh, you know vaccine vaccinating young boys, black boys at the assigned vaccine schedule, put them at a 241% greater chance of developing autism than white children. Could you repeat that again <laughs> for me? You said what is it? 200 and what? 241%. With the vaccine, with the vaccine, receiving the the vaccine schedule according to the the prescribed vaccine schedule by the CDC. Now, black boys schedule yes, black boys specifically have a, a, an increased chance of developing autism by two hundred and forty one percent. Scheduled by the CDC. If you follow the schedule, if you get them early, if black boys get them early. It messes them up. Well, the biggest argument or counterpoint about people who don't take the vaccine is who are you going to trust? Like a guy on the internet or the CDC? And yeah. when you throw out when you throw out a number like that, two hundred and forty one percent, that's something that actually works. It makes yeah, you wonder, like that the CD that the CDC is aware of these st- statistics. I'm pretty sure. Oh no no no! Let me talk about that. That's what the whole movie Vax was about. He took this evidence to his his lead at the CDC, and they told him to make that information disappear. They what? told him to hide that. 
And they told him that, that, that and, and, and a group of him and his researchers got together in a hotel room and they were supposedly destroying their research, destroying the evidence. And this is in the movie? Yes, vaxxed. Wow. Well, wow. you see. Dr. William, Dr. William Thompson. Just check him out. Just look him up. And, see, and, but he saved his copies of the evidence. And that's why he, we have $10,000, uh, 10,000 pages of uh, records from his research that demonstrates that black boys have a, a 241% increased tra- chance of developing autism and following the CDC schedule for vaccination. So you probably feel like the you probably feel like the point of view that you've been getting vaxxed, you've had vaccines all your life. Why are you afraid of taking a vaccine now? What is it about you that makes you not want to take the vaccine? Forget about the fact that we've already had this conversation about it not being a vaccine. There are clinical trials, and they do go through a certain amount of time, and this one hasn't been completed yet. It's not even a vaccine, per se. It's gene therapy. As I said before, it's not a vaccine. It's not a vaccine by any traditional sense. Right. It's just not. It doesn't, it doesn't quite fall into the traditional definition where you're exposed to a specific part of the thing and you get an immune response. This thing is, is, is hijacking your genetic communication system. It's jumping in line from where your own natural communications would be and say, look, let's do this instead. And say, you know, I'm taking your place, do this instead. Now it's making your body into a producer of foreign proteins so that yeah. your body can recognize them as foreign proteins and create an immune response. So hypothetically, that's not, that's not the same as your body seeing a, a foreign protein from outside and saying, "Hey, let's build up a defense against that shit that came from outside." Now this is thing is making you the producer of these foreign proteins. So that's why antibody dependent enhances the problem of pathogenic priming because when you now when your body gets exposed to the disease for real, your body doesn't know what's from the outside or what's from the inside. And starts attacking everything. So hypothetically, it can make it can make um, things worse. It, hypothetically, disease enhancement is what pathogenic priming and antibody dependent enhancement is. The, that's what it, that's what they that's the way they they. Um, yeah, but that's not but that's not what they're doing now. That's no, not that's what, what they do. But you you don't get told this though. There's the vast majority of the people who were told to receive the vaccination were not made aware of the significant risks associated with antibody-dependent enhancement and pathogenic priming, the disease enhancement properties of those conditions that occurred in the laboratory. Nobody, nobody. So you're saying that they didn't put an exception in the waiver that you had to sign before they had to actually take it? Mm Mm-mm. There's no exception in the waiver? I, 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 about I, I, it, no? I mean, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> the, the, the exception, all the protections in the waiver are for Pfizer and for Moderna. Them, There's sure, nothing for the consumer. To make sure that, that they can anyways, continue to operate unencumbered. There ain't no protections in there for the consumer. It, 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 look, you're for the consumer? something that could potentially mess you up and you don't want them who's going to be left held in the bag. Hold in the bag if, if you get messed up. If, if it screws you up, Nobody's responsible but you. Nobody's responsible but you, and you helped your neighbor, so die for your neighbor's sake. Die! How'd you help your neighbor? Mm. How'd you help your neighbor? Because it doesn't stop you from being able to give it to your neighbor. 
That's the point. That's the, that's the narrative, though. That's but, the narrative. but tell me how. You know? How does it help me protect my neighbor when I can still give it to him? So what did I do? So, you know, tell me. You, you, you tell me. No. It does, it, Listen, it, Winston, that's, what you're that's, saying that's, right that's, now... What you're saying right now isn't popular opinion, so it can't possibly be right. So but we're just going to... Is it logical? Is it logical? Is it really logical? Is it logical to be logical? That's what I want to know. Here's the thing. In America, we defy logic all the time. Like, it's not, you know, logic just gets in the way and we discard it. Why? Because we got some stuff to sell you. It doesn't matter if you don't need stuff. We're going we're gonna to plant the need in you exactly. so that you can then yeah. buy yeah. this stuff. Yeah. There will yeah. be no shutdown. There will be no shutdown this time around. Yeah, the NBA, the NBA has the uh, equivalent oh. of like triple A or triple A players coming out okay. to play the next, like for the next 10 weeks. So for me, who likes to see NFL? the struggle of the NFL? game? Huh? What about the NFL? The NFL, the Washington and Philly game um, postponed. Got pushed to Tuesday. Yeah. Because of what? COVID? Yeah, they got 21 people in the COVID protocol. And, and then they the make them all get team. vaccinated. Yeah. The, so, NFL so, did, yeah. the NFL made all staff get vaccinated, the players. So how they tried to get the players in line, um, and they're scared to crack the whip. What the, player, what the NFL did was if a game gets canceled because unvaccinated players, because of unvaccinated players, mm. then in theory, that team is supposed to forfeit and all costs for the game are paid for by the team. So what the NFL is trying to do is to get the players to lean on each other. Like, you don't get a game check. If we're supposed to, if Washington, that Washington game had gotten canceled, Washington would have had to forfeit, and all the players on the team would have had to give up their game check. That, that's Which they then turned to the guys who were unvaccinated and said, yo, because y'all cost me money. Right. That's some bullshit, though, man. And that's, that's, like, that's, yeah, that's how the NFL functions. But how, like, it's, 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 that's that brainwashing, coercion, it's coercion. It's more. It's at that age. There's no brainwashing there. That's straight up coercion. That's straight up the marshmallow experiment. They put the they put that big bubble right there on the table, right there, and they say, "Y'all better go get the, go get it." That's right. Take it now. That's it. See, this man knows what we're talking about. This man knows what we're talking about. They're gonna take it. So, because you don't you don't have much of a choice. But I mean, it's all fine. It's all finance. A lot of this stuff is like really finance. I don't want to hear. I, I'm so tired of people telling me that these people actually care about me. They care about my, you know, they want to give me what if they cared about me, I would have had daily checkups for the past like 20 years, even when I didn't have insurance. This is the reality of it. You know, there, there is a, there are numbers here and we're all consumers and you they don't really care as much as as you think they do. It's like, and I understand the feeling that people want to feel like they're loved and they're valued and everything. And it's hard to hear that, you know, maybe you're not, you know. And I'm not speaking about this in terms of like maybe you're not, but I am. Nah, I understand. <laughs> I, me too. We're in the same boat. Me too. We're in the same boat. But we have to understand that we're in the same boat. You know what I mean? It's like, and, you know, looking for love from the government is, look, look, when was the last time some legislation that was passed that benefits the masses, that benefited everybody? When was the last time some law, ordinance, whatever, was written that expanded freedoms and expanded wealth for the masses? 
Well, when was the last time any law written ordinance policy was written that benefited the people? I'm going to tell you what most people, I'm going to tell you what defense contractors, then it happens. That's true. But I want to tell you how most people would answer that question. They'd say the stim um, last year when we got all this money from the government and everything shut down, but the actual answer, and I'm going to say that, but the actual answer to that is they didn't give that to help you out. They did that to help them out because because like they they yeah they little thing to think of the benefit from the government right and that's a, a couple of hundred dollars a week or whatever very small thing but to, but for some people though but for some people though that actually means something to them it means something that they got that little bit of that they got that little bit of a up at that point in time and Man, but they didn't do that they didn't do that for them who are in a condition that that they um they needed it dependent on it. I mean, I, I wish my brothers and sisters, the people around the world who around the country who been in a condition that where that was a significant um part of their life and and, and unfortunately they probably were put into that condition by the government to begin with. Mm. Shut down you know what I mean? So the the giving of the money was what was it? You you put well, me in this condition. Well, yeah, like to continue all that I've lost. Yeah, to so yeah, really, to continue my to continue my thought, what it was is just really to keep the economy flowing. You know, because they're still gonna have they still have products that are coming in, they still have things that they have to sell, and these corporations and people need food and things like that. So the corporations weren't going to give it to them for free. So what they said was that basically oh. we'll give these, give them the money, and then we'll just Hold make on. believe like things are going as they normally do. But it wasn't for people. No, it was not for people, and it was not going to make up for the money that they lost. People, the, the, the gym owners, the bar owners, the, the store owners, the people had lost their. Uh, those are acceptable losses. <laughs> those people don't count. Those people the don't count. Of the middle class. You know what? Yeah, exactly. The those of the, lim- the middle class. Those right? are people that are still calling up the congressman and saying, like, you know what? I own this bar down here, and you need to get this ordinance passed so that, or else I'm going to make I mean, sure that you, you know, don't get it. The but the thing is, though, those people, but those people, and everything, and the congressman go, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Hangs up the phone and says, I can't wait till we get rid of this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Listen, bro, I'm telling you. You know the 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 the, the issuance of all those monies was part of a plan of creating dependency, where the state starts to control things and gives everything. Look at um the Great Reset by Klaus Schwab, the book the Great Reset the Great Reset by Klaus Schwab. Mm-hmm. It refers to using the pandemic as a springboard towards changing the global climate. Right? He wants to change the use it to change things. He also said that by 2030, you will own nothing and be happy about it. Mm. Remember that. This mm. is the guy. Klaus Schwab said that, right? So when you are now in a place of dependency where the government is giving you money and paying for everything for your existence now because you don't own anything that's yeah. creating that and making that a reality that's a different so this environment is just a tool. that was just a tool to bring about that reality remember now klaus schwab is also the, the world economic forum was co-authors of the document lockstep 
which outlined this pandemic, were co-authors and co-contributors to the Event 201, which was the pandemic drill that was held in New York City. So writing the book, The Great Reset, it was like lockstep was the phase one, 201 was the practice run, we had the pandemic, The Great Reset is, is stage three where we fully execute our plans to take over everything. And totalitarianism is the goal for all of this. And do you think, what do you think these, um, these vaccine passports are about? It's not about whether or not you are protected or not. It's whether or not you sub- submit to be registered. I'm going to tell you what, like five years ago, I probably would have said, eh, you know, but it's the truth of the matter is a lot of the stuff lying, a lot of the things that uh, people say kind of lines up. And, and buying power and ability to, that vaccine passport is just the, is the precursor to the chip that's associated with your ability to be involved with the economy. It's just, it's just setting you up, it's the primer, it's getting you ready for it. By submitting to this, they'll submit to the next thing. If they submit to this, they'll be able to do the next level of restriction, the next level of control. This is just a primer. It, it, it is like, like the frog in the in the pot of and boiling it's water. It's in the pot, baby. We're just slowly boiling you up, baby. We're gonna take it slow. We're mm. gonna get you used to this, and once you get used to this, bam! Now, as you now, what? Right now, you can't go to the store, the restaurant without it, right? Now, the next thing is you can't buy nothing without it. You can't buy food. What? Poop, poop, poop! You got this shot, or don't fucking eat. Because right now, you can't go into a New York City restaurant without one. People well, I, I just had an interesting conversation about the shot where I was saying that, look, if this shot is preventative, then and they have a pill now that is supposedly at the same 90% that the shot is supposed to give you for protection. Now, don't laugh. Just like, don't laugh. With, just accept it. Accept it. Shh. Well, I'm laughing because once it. again, I, I, I need to laugh. And I just, you know, you know, this is my, this is where I stand all the time. Take it. Like once again, they got something that they want to fucking sell you yeah. instead yeah. of telling you all the freeways that you can. Yes. Okay, like, but it's all. Like, but just, just take it. Just take it. Listen. You know what I mean? Ninety percent. Ninety percent. You know what I heard? Also, it's molecularly similar to ivermectin which they've been trying to shoot down from the very beginning. It's very similar to a, it's a malaria, it's very similar to a malaria, anti-malaria agent that's used widely in Africa. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which, which is likely the reason why the prevalence of COVID is so low in Africa, because this agent is so widely used to prevent worms and malaria or some. So I'm I'm not I'm not going to say it's like exactly ivermectin, but obvi- obviously what you're saying to and what you're alluding to is that it's in the same family. Yeah, we're yeah, in the same family. Similar. We're in the same field, and that's where they that's where they're finding some of their success within yeah. that field. But they, but they knew that from all along, even when they were trying to suppress any evidence of benefits for ivermectin, they knew that it was beneficial. Well, but maybe they, they didn't want, they just didn't want people to look a little closer. Maybe it's not well, ivermectin. They didn't look anywhere else other than for a vaccine. It was about getting the vaccine. It was about, it's about getting that profitable product out there. Yeah, exactly. Because look, man, treatments, there was no treatments. Remember when you first got to go home and wait till you got sick enough to go to the hospital? No treatment. You know what I mean? There was no prevention. There was no treatment. There was no, anybody that talked about prevention got shut down. Anybody that talked about treatment got shut down. 
go home and get sick enough to come back to the hospital where you might die. That is, that was the message coming from the CDC and the WHO from the very beginning. No treatment. When did we ever have a condition in our existence that we didn't have any attempt at treatment? <laughs> right. Well, you know what? And on that note, Winston, we're going to wrap it up. That's the final word. When was the last time ever, ever, that they didn't what? Have an attempt at treatment of an illness. No recommendation for treatment. No pursuits of a treatment other than a vaccine. Listen, Born in Trouble is here for y'all because we want to ask the questions. We want to have conversations and present all points of view for all different types of people. So... Winston, I'm sorry about the phone ringing right now, but I just want to thank you for showing up and give you a round of applause because I appreciate it. Obviously, Uncle Sam wants to talk to you right now, John. Uncle Sam does want to talk to me right now. He's been listening to the last hour. (laughs) Yes, questions for you. Exactly. Exactly. It's like he wants to know when is that? When is this show going up? Exactly. Exactly. He he wants to know when you think you're posting this. Look, as I say, don't believe anything I say verify try to prove what i said wrong right anything right make your own decisions do some research don't just sit around and expect things to don't just sit thing and like accept things that are given to you do some research for yourself protect yourself protect your neck and um look at all points of view like i said for some people i feel like maybe that vaccine was, or that shot was the best thing to do for them. Maybe there are some people that are around a little bit longer than they necessarily would be. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll find out in a couple of years. But there are a lot of things that have been out there. Like Rob had talked about before, Lipitor was once the most prescribed drug in America, and more people died from Lipitor than anything else. And you got to get a boatload of people to take it for one person to have a positive outcome. Yeah. 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 And it's killing people before a positive outcome. It's like, like, yo, like, it's about the dogma. It's about dogma than it is about actual science. You know what I mean? Right. So, you know, listen to the science, listen to all points of view, and hopefully we'll all get through this. Born in Trouble, Robert Brooks, thank you for showing up this afternoon. You got it, my brother. Good to see you, Wentz. You got a hard stop there. And Born in Trouble, Tuesday Talks, end of the year, final edition with Mr. Winston Meikle. Oh, yes, brother. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Yes. And since it's a Tuesday talk, we're going to take it out with some music. Very holiday oriented music. Yes. In trouble. All right, y'all. Peace. I know you said just don't accept something that people offer you, but there's a young lady who's going to offer me a piece later, and I'm just going to take it. Oh, wow. That's crazy. (laughs) That's getting, that's going out on the recording, too. (laughs) Let's fucking with y'all. Peace. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. 
Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.